There it is. Happy Saturday afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Heading Back to the Window with Scott and Scott, NFL edition. I am Scott Steen, lead handicapper at winnersandwiners.com. And I'm your co Scott Ray Shaw, senior handicapper over winnersandwiners.com. Easy, easy. Just because we're late doesn't mean you have to go extra fast. Just take your time. the best I can. Take your time, buddy. Why, why are we late? Well, we got we to make up four minutes, right? Why are we late, Scott? Uh, because Baylor decided to make the game nope. interesting and I lost track of time. There you go. He didn't have his he didn't have his little fancy show get up on, so we had the Baylor shirt on for no apparent reason. Okay, so, so here I'm gonna I'm gonna take this banner down for a second because I want to show you what I what I got going here, bud. Okay, cool. There it is. There it is. That's the, there it is. That's, Let's go. That's our bet from last week's NFL show. I know it seems like a long time ago because it was you paid for, you paid for that with some farm money, I believe. <laughs> I paid for it with some farm money. Yes, uh, the uh, the winter wheat just came in, so we're uh, pretty excited about that. Hey guys. Welcome aboard. We're going to do the NFL thing here as uh, Scott and I watch all our bets from college football go down in flames. So I know you're doing drive props on Kent State. I know. <laughs> How's that working out for you? I, I was. I was. I did two of them. It didn't work out. Oh, God. I felt like I felt like a genius. I, I got Oklahoma State, you know, when, when Baylor had their quarterback problems there. I got Oklahoma State at plus 320, and then they fumbled the punt, got the ball at the one-yard line. It looked like a genius, and they can't punch the ball in. Although I can we not go shotgun on three straight plays from the one yard line? Uh, you know, can, can we try to you know maybe do a QB sneak here? Mm, maybe. Well, you know what? You? In fairness, I really thought they scored on second down. I thought he was across the goal line. So it was a bad spot. But just in general, you really can't sneak the thing. No, no, those teams that run the pistol like that—that ain't what they do. So anyway, good to be here. Good to be here. Good to be. <laughs> okay, damn. Somebody's a little bit salty. About I, I, it just bothers me when coaches have a chance to actually, you know, do the common sense thing, but they insist on taking a shotgun snap when you can easily. You're telling me you've your quarterback hasn't practiced a QB sneak for the entire year. Yes, that's exactly really? what that's exactly what they're telling you, Scott. They, they they don't. That's ridiculous. They don't run under center at all, and you don't. I'm just saying that's ridiculous. It's been it's been a deal. I can remember having the same argument. When Chase Daniels was a quarterback at Mizzou, and they and they did the same thing on short yardage situations, they have to run out of the pistol. So, I don't know. I don't know. I know. I know. It's ridiculous, dude. You're, uh, you're you really it really grinds your gears, Peter. I get it. Not even just a quarterback. Just put a tight end under center and have him try a snap or two. Like, if you're worried about injuries, you can throw anybody behind center if you just give him some practice reps. Did you like? Did you like uh, Kelsey running the uh, shotgun offense last week? Score the touchdown. I was a couple. Uh, I was a couple. Couple weeks ago, like against Dallas, wasn't it? Yeah, well, that was the that was the last time they played. Oh, that was the last time the Chiefs. Played. That's that's what made me think about it. Yeah, because the buy, yeah. But still, uh, I didn't mind it. Then again, it doesn't really fit my QB sneak narrative. But it's better to have a two hundred and sixty pound guy up the middle than Mahomes, who's had issues in the past. Got to think. Yeah, he, I, I said it at the time. Andy will never run him again on a quarterback sneak. And even though that was a really freak injury, you you never see quarterbacks like that get hurt on a quarterback sneak. Um, most of the time. Yeah, that's that's really the only one I can remember. So, all right. Well, it's good to have everybody there. I know we got some. I know we got some people out there, and, and it's always uh, the Saturday show. I kind of I kind of feel bad because I know there's going to be a lot of people watching college football because it's Championship Saturday. So, if you joined us, thanks for showing up. The real Jolly Roger in the house. Uh, Baylor. By the way, if it makes you feel any better, because I know we both had the Kent State over mm-hmm. in our college show, I did win. The Western Kentucky team total over, so I would have beaten you even if we didn't share all three. Even even if we didn't share a pick, if that makes you feel any better. I, I sleep so much better now that I know that. 
I'm just letting you know. So even though we tied, I won automatically because you thought I might have stolen your pick. I would have won anyway. Just throwing it out there. Okay. Uh, Real Jolly Rodder checking in with his with his Christmas with his Christmas capping. So far, it seems to be working out okay. Although neither one of those games are final yet. Baylor in the green, NIU in the red. NIU looks good. Baylor, big play coming up right here. So so far so good. Wake Forest silver and gold has. So silver and gold also. That's because that's part of the Christmas colors as well. Are you? Are, uh I feel like those were secondary colors. All right. All right. Well, let's do it, man. Let's uh, let's get everybody that was nice enough to. Uh, to show up, let's get them out of here. Let's let's talk about some NFL stuff. And by the way, if you guys have any NFL games you're on, uh, be sure and uh, let us know. Uh, by the way, my first premium pick today was the under in the Uwe Pooey game, and it, of course, uh, I not not even that could uh, could kill that uh, terrific trend, Scott. So that hit as well. That team just how easily score. did that cash? I saw that there. Were, I saw that, uh, Uwe Pooey had what like eleven points. Uh, they had twenty. At, they had twelve tw- minutes into the game. They had twenty at halftime. At twenty at halftime, it ended okay, up it ended up at one twenty. Uh, they had the they had okay. the they had the really uh, step on the gas. I, they put up seven. I think they put up seventy something in the second half. Still didn't get there. It, it uh, fell nine short. So, but it was more of a sweat than it should have been. It should have been uh, should have been the total rock. I'm chair. assuming Oakland did most of the heavy lifting offensively. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I still like it. Uh, the the Grizzlies team. So let's uh, they're, they're pretty good. Uh, yeah, no, they're re- relatively speaking for the conference they're in. They're pretty good. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, they're not. They're uh, not going to be in the final four, but uh, solid team and a solid team to wager on. Uh, perhaps a little undervalued when it comes to uh, some of those matchups. Uh, probably even mm-hmm. out in conference play, they'll figure. Well, the Horizon out. League's always a crapshoot anyway. So if you find a team that you can somewhat trust, uh, that's a big step in the right direction. Yeah, if you find a team you can trust in the Horizon League, they're probably lying to you, and <laughs> you're going to get screwed. That's just. Mm-hmm. The way it works. All right, bud. Let's talk a little NFL. Oh, by the way, last week, not the best of weeks for the hometown here. As uh, I went 0-1, riding the Texans minus 2.5. They had the temerity to lose outright. Uh, at least they're a terrible football team, Scott. You had what was supposed to be a pretty good football team in the uh, Philadelphia Eagles. And uh, you had them lay in three points. And they lost outright as well. Was that a uh, Was that a stunner to you? I feel like it had to have been a stunner, but the fact is the Giants only scored 13. So I got that part right. I thought the Eagles defense would have looked pretty good because they had been looking solid a couple of weeks prior. Offensively, though, I know Jalen Hurts isn't actually a good quarterback. He can run. He can't really throw. But that was an embarrassing showing against New York. You did absolutely nothing for the entire game. Awful. Awful. I don't know how you. I don't know how you whiff like that against the, the Rieger touchdown at the end. Didn't even hurt me because I had the spread. They wouldn't have covered, but I actually live bet the money line, so that definitely did hurt me. But bunch of turnovers, bunch of really stupid decisions. The worst play I think was either the end of the second quarter or the third quarter when Hurts threw the interception on the out route when he should have just thrown the ball away, and I just didn't know what he was looking at. But we knew going into the, his NFL career that Hurts was going to be a fringe starter or a backup. And I know that he is very enticing for fantasy owners because he runs the ball a lot. He can't really throw. Can we just admit that at this point? I don't think we, I don't think we can. No, I don't No, You still think it's too early. I think it's a little, I think it's a little early. Um, I think it's a below average pocket passer. Let's would you rather have which, him? Would you rather have him or Justin Fields? Ooh. 
It's a really tough call because I've never seen Fields without Nagy, and I think Nagy's an idiot. So it's really a tough call there. Uh, I'd like to put you on the spot, buddy. I'd probably go with an... Uh, it, 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 he has to be my quarterback for the next couple of years. Yeah, let's say like, you have I to... can't dump him after a year, right? No, it's a keeper league. I got, I got to go with Fields then because he's younger. Okay. I, I know that Hurts was in college for a while, and he really just hasn't progressed. There's a chance Fields might not be terrible one day once he has a decent offensive mind as his coach. Maybe. Okay. Wishful thinking, but maybe. All right, we'll see. And you know, like, can I really roast Fields for being a part of Nagy system with the Bears? Like, no. Like, I, he's, he he got the same situation that Zach Wilson got with the Jets. You're just signing up to get your ass kicked. Well, but yeah. Trevor Lawrence is this bad? No, he's in a terrible system. I saw Hurts against the Chiefs, so obviously I'm I'm tainted. But I saw him make the right decisions. I saw him find the open receivers. I saw him I saw him do a lot of things correctly. Now. Obviously, that was a pretty easy assignment because he hasn't been able to replicate it against any other team. But the ability is there. The arm strength is there, despite what you say. I don't know if he's ever going to be a if he's ever going to be a a mad bomber. You know, if he's ever going to be a Mahomes or a Russell Wilson, somebody that can drop a dime from fifty five yards out. I don't know if that's going to happen. Closest comparison to me is Lamar Jackson, but that's it's a real poor man's Lamar Jackson. But that's the closest comparison I could think of. Okay. Um, uh, elbow cough, wash hands. He's he he can throw the ball better than Taysom Hill. I'll give him that. Fair enough. Does that count? Fair enough. Yeah, I think I think. Would you rather? I'd rather have Taysom Hill would be the bronze medalist on that list for me. If I had to, if I had to choose, be a one, hell of a punt protector. One of the three. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Taysom Hill, best punt protector in the league. Ah, all right. So let's get one of these out of the way. Um, unknown entity is here, or is he? Dun dun dun. Good to have you, buddy. Thanks for thanks very much for stopping by. Of course, first game, Scott. Right out of the box, we got a we got a barn burner. Oh, by the way, that takes our season long record: me six four and one, you five and six. So, yep, whatever. Okay, well, you know, we 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 do the college thing, and I don't say whatever. I say congratulations. You've done a nice job. You had a great season. So, yeah, I'll, I'll congratulate you when the season's over. But there's still time, you know. Okay, we'll figure it out. You know, I heard Rome wasn't built in one day. I've I've heard that as well. I've uh, heard that uh, said by by smart people. So, are you ready for this one? This is this really is the game I want to see. I'm probably most excited about this one. Vikings Lions. <laughs> can I get a uh, Can I get a yeehaw on the Vikings Lions? Vikings seven and a half road favorites. Uh, Forty six and a half is the number there. Um. Dalvin Cook is out, Scott. How much of a factor? How are you not excited about this game? It's the battle of backup running backs because DeAndre Swift is out too. Yeah, yeah, that's the, uh, it's, I, what a terrible The first game. meeting what? was very, very close, but you also had that gift. Uh, I believe it was an interception or fumble by Cook at the end, which gave the Lions the lead, and then the Vikings went on that huge, like, 40 or 50-yard drive in, like, 10 seconds and kicked the game-winning field goal. I got to go with Minnesota. I, I know that this team is a serious pain in the ass to try to predict week in, week out. Can I really can like criticize them for losing at San Francisco? Because San Francisco seems to be an obvious playoff team. And it seems like they finally realized how they should be playing football, which is running the ball 40 plus times a game. Minnesota was close. They didn't win the game, but they've been playing better. And the Lions couldn't even beat Andy Dalton and the Bears. So I'm going to go with the Vikings here. They're the better team. 
Is it possible that Goff has a decent game? Sure. Has he had a decent game this year? No. So, or I mean, garbage time in week one against San Francisco. But I do think that the Vikings are the play here. If you can get it at seven, I like it. Seven and a half does seem a little bit rich. But do you really want to back a team that hasn't won a game this year? I really don't. Well, you know, the thing is, they haven't been a... Uh... They've been close in some games, they, and they've been a, they've been a good team for betters, buddy. They're seven they're seven and four against the number, and they do it in games just like this. The where the where the line is just about two points tall, maybe a point and a half. I think I'm catch I'm catching this over a touchdown. I'm taking the Lions, man. I got I got to do it without without Cook. That's what I, that's what I said. I, I feel better at seven than seven and a half, but sure the Lions. I just don't know how they're supposed to score. I, I like Jamal Williams, the backup running back. He's also my fantasy team. But in general, I don't really know what you're supposed to do offensively when you don't trust your own quarterback. And the Lions clearly try to limit Goff on every single snap. I realize that. I get it. But this is a Detroit defense that is playing surprisingly well. And I would say, based on what the offense has done the last three weeks, this is a defense that's playing unbelievably well. They've given up just uh, 35 points. In the last in the last three games, so I know you one of those games is Chicago, and you've got Cleveland, Pittsburgh, and they're not exactly offensive juggernauts, but it's still you're going out there and you're playing for sixty minutes, and you're you're an overtax defense, you're playing good ball. I think without Dalvin Cook, I think this team struggles to find an identity just enough to uh, keep it under the spread. I'll and I'll take the under. I'm the not... only thing I disagree with that last point is that Madison's been really good whenever he has had a spot start this season. So he's gone over a hundred plus twice in the two times that he's had to actually start. And one of them just so happened to be against the Lions. Fair enough. So I think that he'll do pretty well here. But I agree with you on the under. I have a really hard time backing the Lions offense to score a decent amount of points here. So I do think that even if the Vikings go for 30, are we sure that the Lions are going to score 10, 17 points here? No. So I got to like the under. Yeah, no, I think this, this has to stay... This has to stay 21 or less, and this is a fantastic correlated parlay. If you like the Lions like I do, play the under with the Lions. Do not do not let your Lion hang out there all by itself, because the Lions will not win, nor will they cover a game uh, that goes over the total 46.5. I agree, and of course, you, could still, you still think the Vikings could cover and the game can go under, but if the Lions are going to cover, it has to be a low-scoring game. Correct. Correct. Oh, the Vikings could cover and have it go over. It could be, you know, it could be 45-7. You know, you could get a couple of breaks go the wrong yeah. way or whatever, and things start to roll downhill. But If uh, the Lions give up 35 points, they're not covering, so don't worry about the under. Right. Exactly. That's exactly exactly my point. So, uh, Arizona-Chicago. This is a extremely tough game, Scott, because we don't know about probably the two best players on the Arizona team and what their status is. And that's DeAndre Hopkins and Kyler Murray. Both are questionable and truly questionable for this one. Oh, by the way, our Rivera 9-11s had cashed out on Eastern Washington. That was one of our... Well, you knew that. That was one of my deep three today. I know you listen to my videos every day. No, we had we had Eastern Washington over Uno, dude. We we faded Uno again at five and a half. That was like stealing money. Here, here's some money. Uno is awful. They are. They're, they're just terrible. Again... I feel and, bad, though, Eastern Washington lost in football. I love betting their overs. They gave me one last over with Montana yesterday because that game landed, I think it was 98 or 100 or whatever they lost, but the game flew over. So that was definitely an interesting uh, little FCS nugget there, but doesn't matter anymore. They lost. Ooh, speak, speaking of SC- I wish that the 
yeah. Oh, I was going to say, speaking of FCS Nuggets, can we can we pour one out for Kevin Kelly, who resigned today as the coach of the Presbyterian Blue Hose? A truly, truly heartbreaking development for me and my bankroll. I think he is the first member of our official gambling hall of fame on the show. Yeah. Yeah. I think he, I think he's, he may have his own wing by the time it's all done, but he is definitely he really should. He really paid for the entire building to be honest. Correct. Uh, just in time for the NFL show. Kind of <laughs> crash landing. Absolutely. You're here. John Cena picks and parlays only during the week. Uh, I don't know when they do the parlay show. I think they might be a weekday show. Oh, we still do the NFL show. On yep. Saturday. Yeah. They're, I think they're just, I think so far Chris is just doing his, doing his thing Monday through Friday, but We'll yep. tell we'll tell them to expand because I I know I I know I enjoy it I know you do too working uh, six days a week. <laughs> I I don't mind it you know. I understand. I'm it's it's dude it's hard you're, to you're acting like I have something called a hobbies. Life. Oh. You know some people have them some people don't so right. Um okay. So in this one, Cardinals are seven and a half point favorites, and part of the reason is um. I don't know how to say this, but the Bears are terrible. <laughs> I was going to say part of the reason is maybe Kyler Murray comes back. Maybe? <laughs> question mark. Um, I think this is this appears to be Kyler Murray starting baked in. Um, I think it has to be. I do too. I do too. I think that, uh, and and I think it seems to be. You kind of got to read the tea leaves as we do this show the day before, but. I seems like he's leaning towards the end. Would you agree? I think he has to because they held him out the last couple of weeks knowing that the bye was on the horizon. And I do think that McCoy beating Seattle did buy him an extra week. So I do think he might have been able to play if they would have lost to Seattle because they would have been more desperate to bring him back. But the Rams are falling apart. The Cardinals have won a couple of games here without Kyler. So they have somehow managed to maintain their division lead it seems like a good time for Kyler to come back. Wouldn't you agree? Yes. Yes, absolutely. If he's in any way able to go out and give it 80%, 75%, I think he's on mm-hmm. that field. So. And do I think he's going to look very good? Maybe not, but I do think he'll play. Um, which defense shows up? Is it is it this the defense seems to play pretty well against shitty offenses and they, I'm assuming Arizona's defense is going to show up by default because they're against Chicago's offense. Yeah, see that, that's the thing they gave up they gave up five to Houston they gave up seventeen to San Francisco they gave up thirteen to Seattle none of those uh, teams very good offensively at least San Francisco was when they when they played them so I think this is fouls in that category as well I don't I don't love laying the seven and a half but I I find nothing nothing at all to like about this Bears team. Um, taking taking road dogs in the NFL of over a touchdown is a good way to uh, fucking go broke, however, but I'm going to do it in this case. Well, my favorite play is the under, because I don't know how you don't like the under in this game, but the Bears indoors scored 16 points against the, line, against the Lions. So congratulations, you know, really impressive win there, barely scoring touchdowns against a winless football team. But Arizona still got a good pass rush. The secondary is pretty good. And if you think that Murray's going to be a little bit limited, which I think he will be when he plays, I do think that you'll see a lower scoring game. But I do think you will see Chicago's offense struggle throughout. I expect a hideous game. Give me Arizona 24-10. The, the question is, do I think the Bears can even reach 17-20 points? And I'm not sure if they can. I, I totally agree with that. And Bears defense, uh, for all their uh, for all the faults with this Bears team, defense has been playing pretty well, especially without Akeem Hicks. And, uh, well, 
they're also missing Mac for the rest of the year. So well, he, you know, but he was such a non-factor. I, I would, you know, I, I, I mentioned that, but it's it's irrelevant because he wasn't a big part of it, and they played, you know, just about as well, well as he, they did he's a non-factor him. statistically speaking. But you do wonder how much attention he takes away from other guys on the defensive line. That's a fair point. That's that's a fair point. Uh, so you and I both have the Cardinals and uh, under there. I can't take the Bears. I, I can't do it. Okay. Well, in case you didn't like laying uh, to seven and a half two times in a row on the road, Scott, kind of interest you in laying ten and a half with the Buccaneers over uh, one of your personal favorite teams. It's the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, as far as the total goes, it's 51. <laughs> oh, I know this is a this is a true conundrum for you, isn't it? Uh, it is. Uh, you want to try to sway me one way or another? Well, I'm just on general principles. I'm going to have to take the points in the home team here, man. I I just can't get behind laying that number of points on the road. Um, the the problem with Tampa Bay is they can't run the football, and Atlanta can't stop the run. So I think the defense is going to have an opportunity to perhaps perhaps limit Tampa Bay just a little bit because. Um, they're going to be forced to throw. You turn one-dimensional, even if it's Tom Brady, perhaps they can have some success getting some stops with this team. The problem with Atlanta, as you well know, Scott, uh, the defense, not great. Offense, terrible. They just, they, they can't score. They're going to have, they're going to have to throw the ball. I'll tell you, I like the over. I, I like the over in this game. Um, I have a very slight lean just because it's a situational play for me taking the uh, 10 and a half and that, you know, there's some 11 out there. So I'm going to take, I'm going to take Atlanta and the 11 and hold my breath. I'm taking Tampa. I know that road favorites, uh, road favorites by this amount are usually a good way to lose money. As you said before, Atlanta's so bad. I know they might be one of the worst five and six teams I've ever seen. And I get that they won last week. Congratulations. You beat the Jaguars. You almost blew another second half lead to double digits against Jacksonville. But it's really tough to evaluate the games prior because Cordero Patterson didn't play against New England. So I'm tossing that game in the garbage because without Patterson, what, what's the point? Right. I mean, you, were gonna, you weren't going to score in the entire game anyway. So I'm going to throw that out. The Dallas 43-3 loss is really the telling one for me because Dallas's defense is opportunistic. But they got absolutely bodied in that game. And I do think that if Dallas's defense is able to shut down that offense that easily, Tampa's defense is opportunistic as well. It has underachieved up to this point. But I do think that you will see this team really struggle against Tampa. I think Brady plays well. Can Atlanta cover anybody? Not really. So I'm going to go with Tampa. But it's one of those spots where I do think after such a terrible defensive showing last week against the Colts, I think that Arians are going to get the defense a little bit more focused for this game. Give me the Buccaneers. I think they'll put up 34 in this one, and I'm not sure if Atlanta is going to get to 24. Okay. Uh, Nathan Cerna says he's mostly he's... fading Matt Ryan because I don't think Matt Ryan's very good. I know you're you're definitely you like Matt Ryan at this stage in his career. Yeah, he's uh, he's definitely seems to be uh, not have a great skill set at this present time in his career. Uh, Nathan Cerna's taken BYU. Over the Bears, uh, laying two on the road at Missouri State. Uh, how do you feel about that, bud? Uh, I'll let you, I'll let you decide on this one first. Okay. Um, 
BYU coming off that tough that tough loss at Utah Valley State, a team that we kind of like as far as an under the radar type of team. Bears played pretty good um, against the uh, against the Dregs, but they've uh, struggled and uh, had had a loss at Illinois State. This is going to be their uh, uh, just their third home game of the year. <sighs> you know what? I think BYU is the better team. I think I think they're angry after Utah Valley State. I'll take. I'll, I'll. I'll go. I'll ride with Nathan in this one. I'll take BYU. BYU is just a team that absolutely befuddles me, because we looked at them against Oregon, and we saw they had one player who was really good, and the other players weren't very good. Then they won at Utah, and I thought to myself, "All right, you know that's a pretty good win. Utah might not be great, but it's still a tough game there with the environment." Then they lost to Utah Valley, who might be an underrated team, but you got to win that game as the number twelve team in the country. Missouri State is good, but athletically speaking, don't we just assume BYU has more talent? No, oh, they have to. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So I'm going to go with BYU. Do I think that it's a, there's a chance that Missouri State wins? Of course. They're only two-point underdogs. It's not like it's a crazy upset. But I do think BYU has more talent. They were ranked number 12. Missouri State might be a good team, but BYU does have, have the superior athleticism. So I'm going to go with BYU. All right, fair enough. And, you know, it's... Missouri State is really all about stopping Gage Prim. If you've got somebody that can body him in the middle and inhibit him from doing what he wants to do, you're going to stop the Bears. And I think BYU does have the size and talent to do that. Uh, Jones here, so you're going to have to replay from the beginning because I'm a bit late. Well, we've also been just blabbing a lot too, Jane, uh, Jones. So we've only... we've only, Oh, we haven't really covered anything. We've only done three games so far. So, um, all right. Let's, uh, and as far as the total goes, what are you on there, bud? The Falcons, Bucks. Uh, and the BYU game? No, Falcons, <laughs> no, Falcons, for Bucks. Tampa Bay. Uh, bold call here. Give me the under. Okay. I feel like this is a game where everyone likes the over because you're expecting Atlanta's offense to look good like it did in the first game. The truth is, is that you had a couple of defensive touchdowns late there for Tampa, which definitely bumped up the actual scoring here. I think Tampa looks better the second time around. I think they're going to do whatever they want offensively, which of course is not exactly an ideal situation for the under, uh, but I do think that Atlanta is not going to contribute much here. I see a route, so I'm going to go ahead and take Tampa. All right. Oh, for fuck's sake. Still can't get in. Uh, we're going to stay in rotation order here. I got Broncos Chiefs. Chiefs at home, uh, minus nine and a half, although there is some 10 as well. 47 is the number here, Scott. This is a... This is pretty much do or die for the Broncos. They uh, they absolutely need this win as they're currently a game behind the Chiefs there in the West. However, they could uh, uh, be in first place if a couple things go right with a victory over the Chiefs and the, uh, the other two teams to do their thing as far as the Chargers and Raiders. So do the Broncos get up for this one? Can, can they break the 11-game losing streak to the Chiefs? I think... First of all, have to give some props to Denver because this is actually the Sunday night game. I thought they were going to be terrible this year. I think Fangio is a terrible coach, and they got off to a good start against some really bad teams, and I thought they would implode. And they did. They did implode. And then they traded Von Miller and somehow started to circle the wagon. So I'm going to give them props for actually being in this position at this point in the season because I thought they would probably have – maybe five or six wins the entire season. So props to them for actually getting back on track. 
good one against the Chargers last week. The Chiefs are a team that I still can't figure out besides taking their unders because the defense has been really good and Mahomes looked really good against the Raiders. That's pretty much it, right? Oh my God! Interception? No, it was the uh, it was the Michael Penix, except he didn't get there. Oh, uh, fourth down. Uh, that was fourth down. Yes. Oh. Yeah, he, he made it outside. I, I really thought he was going to get there, but ah, uh, uh, heartbreaking development as I had uh, uh, plus three twenty. I believe I mentioned that. What a game! Good game, good game. I did hit that as far as my uh, deep three. I had the uh, I had the under in that game, and in no way, shape, or form did he get there. Nope. Oh, well, as we go on. All right, so the Denver-Kansas City game, of course, it got flexed. We we did it here because I kept things in rotation. It, it was uh, uh, initially in this order as far as the rotation goes, so I just kept it in its spot. It is, of course, the Sunday night football game, big game here in Kansas City. And you're right, Scott. Am I right about Kansas City? Besides the Raiders game, what have they shown for the last two, three months? No, they... Well, I'll tell you what they've shown, Scott. They've shown defense. They The defense... I meant the offense, but I'm saying what have they shown, but fair. The defense has been good. That was my point. Yeah, defense defense has really stepped up. Um going out to going out to Vegas, allowing fourteen, of course, giving up just nine against Dallas and seven against Green Bay. Of course, Green Bay, you know, uh without uh without Rodgers. So you kind of put a star by that one. But as far as this team goes on the offensive side, something still seems to not be clicking. They just haven't for a team that for a team that had a stretch of putting up 27 or more over that lasted almost an entire season, this offense has really struggled. And I think this is a team that ultimately wants to run the football, and uh, that is one of the areas where Denver really excels on the defensive side of the ball. I think the uh, I think the Chiefs are going to open it up. I think you're going to see a little bit of throwback, and I wouldn't be surprised to see it go over the total. I think the Chiefs cover this one. I'm not taking an over. I mean, it's a situation where I can't trust Kansas City's offense, but I also don't exactly like the idea of Teddy Bridgewater trying to light up a scoreboard. So I like the under. I think that total's a bit high. As for the actual spread here, I'm going to take Denver because Kansas City laying nine and a half seems like where it should be if they were in their usual form from last year, but they haven't been. So if I'm not sure the Chiefs even reach 23 points in this game, I can't lay nine and a half. The reason why I like laying nine and a half or even a bigger number with Tampa is because I'm penciling them in for 35. I'm just assuming they're going to move the ball up and down the field, no questions asked. But Denver's defense has been pretty good. Kansas City's offense has struggled. This line does seem a little bit large for a team that is still having some offensive issues. Yeah, I get that, and I, I totally understand. And I will tell you a story about Teddy Bridgewater, Scott. He came to town last year as a member of the Carolina Panthers. Had a great day. The master of the road underdog role. Through for through, he, uh, I believe he is fifteen and three ATS as a road. I think it's better than as that a road underdog. Point. You think it's better than that? I think that's what it was going into this year. I think he's won a couple more since then, but he's he's nuts on the road getting points he is. it's just the way it is so i'm actually going to back that that was so. a game that was a game carolina easily could have won last year as teddy threw for over 200 threw for two touchdown passes um if that game was this year it would have uh <laughs> it probably would have gone the other way so um you and i are completely fading there fading each other as you've got the bronx and i've got the chiefs and i've got the over you've got the under fine just fine Colts at Texans. A lot of lot of big fun numbers here, isn't it? 
How about, can I interest you in laying 10 on the road against the Texans? Can you interest me in that? Yeah. Is that something? Is, uh, they, say an, is they say an entourage, is that something you might be interested in? Uh, perhaps. So for this one, oh boy. I guess the question is which Tyra Taylor shows up, right? Because we've seen him have a couple of good games and then a couple of games where you just wonder, is that Mills back there at quarterback? Because the offense can't do anything. Tyrod was kind of a mix of both last week because they ended up losing to the Jets. He looked good in the first half. Second half, they did absolutely nothing in that game as the offense completely shut down. I'm taking Indy because they won this game, what, 31-3 to the first time they played? Yep. The Colts blew the game against Tampa. You know, it is what it is. Tampa's still a good team. But they have an identity. Taylor's unstoppable. Uh, T.Y. Hilton actually healthy for once, which is a change of pace. Pittman's been a non-factor, but he still has talent. I got to go with the Colts because I think that they are a competent football team. Houston is a lot of things, mostly negative, but competent is not one of them. Give me the Colts. I have fallen for this Texans team one one too many times, Scott. I've I, uh, even I backed them last hey, week. You like them against the Jets last my week. Play, my play <laughs> of the week. You, that's how you know. That team, yeah. say it with me, they're dead to me. They are absolutely dead to me. Uh, I've got the Colts there. I had the Jets money line in that game. Uh, so, uh, yeah, they were already dead to me. Uh, playing the under. I kind of have to like the under because they scored three points the first time around. Now, yes, they are switching quarterbacks. They had Mills in the first game. Now they got Tyrod. But the Colts' defense, really not that bad. They got gashed on the ru- in the run last week. Uh, but, of course, you're comparing Fournette to Rex Burkhead and David Johnson. So I don't think that the Texans, the worst rushing team in the league, are going to be able to move the ball that well on the ground. So, yeah, give me, give me the Colts and give me the under. All right, very good. Eagle. I see a similar score. I, I see something along the lines of – 30 to 10. I really don't see the, the Texans really doing much in this game. Well, Scott, we go from the team that disappointed me last week to the team that disappointed you last week. We go to both teams that, uh, well, one team made you happy last week, but uh, the Eagles, who uh, you had your, uh, play of the, your play of the week on them, they let you down just like the Texans let me down. This week, of course, they're on the road. Of course, they're laying a touchdown uh, to the Jets. Scott, can the Jets trivia. keep their magic going? Yeah. Who's the backup quarterback for Philly if Hertz is not able to go? You know, I actually meant to look that up. I don't know who it is. Gardner Minshew. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh, they they right. planned for this. They're ready to go. That's right. Minshew uh, Mania might be back in action this week, but I already have a play on the Eagles, minus six and a half. I took it personally, mostly because I thought it would go to seven. Then Hertz' injury stuff flared up a couple days later, which didn't exactly thrill me, but I've had a very good read on the Jets for the last about month and change. I've done really well. I picked them randomly to win last week, and they did. I picked them to get their asses kicked the weeks prior. They did. I'm taking the Eagles. It seems like a very good spot for Philly to bounce back, regardless of who's a quarterback, just because of the fact that it seems like the Jets are the ultimate get-right spot for pretty much any team that's struggling. Right. You lose a game, you should win. You're not even traveling because you're going to be staying in MetLife playing the other team because you played the Giants last week. The Jets can't stop the run. They really can't stop anything. And Philly's defense is really underrated. And I'm expecting Wilson to throw two to three picks in this game. Is that a fair statement? <laughs> I wouldn't be a bit surprised to see that. So I'm going to go with all. the Eagles. I like the under. I don't think the Jets are going to do much. And I do think that whether it's Hurts or Minshew, 
you will see a little bit of a conservative game plan. But when Hertz is so bad at throwing the ball last week, can you give Sanders maybe 20 carries? Can you try to get him more involved? He's clearly your best running back. The Jets got torched on the ground by Jonathan Taylor and company for the last month and change. Run the damn ball, and you'll score 27 points. Yep. Give me the Eagles. Yep, that's exactly right. Um, uh, the real Jolly Roger, Roger brings up a point and says, Wentz's ankles are finally healthy. Agreed. I think he looks like a lot different quarterback than he did earlier in the season. And uh, Joan, of yep. course, uh, living there in Penn, says the Eagles were embarrassing last week. Um, yeah. Yeah, they were. So About uh, Wentz, he looks healthier. He still has the same abysmal pocket presence, which has plagued him his entire career. But besides that, he does look like he's fully healthy once again. And I know I could get burned on this, but I'm not taking anything involving an over with the Jets. Sorry. I'm not doing it. Okay. Bingo. You, might get a def- you might get a defensive touchdown in that game from Philly. A lot, of te- a lot of teasable games this week, Scott. I think the Eagles are a prime candidate for a teaser game. I really don't see them losing to the Giants and the Jets back-to-back weeks. A lot of, a lot of Wong teasers out there, buddy. Um Chargers at Cincy. Cincy, uh, three-point favorites. 45 is the number. Chargers, I really thought this might be their time, Scott. And uh, instead, it's uh, it's been their time to look like they were uh, coached by Anthony Lindigan as they stand just 6-5 and five on the season. And a division that was winnable, they're pretty much in the process of uh, trying to piss it away. Well, you could say in the process, I'd say they're about 75% of the way through the process, but true. Trust the process, Scott. Yes. The Chargers are a team that I thought was going to be pretty good this year. I thought they were being overrated from the get-go. I did think they'd probably win nine or ten games, which is kind of where they're on pace for. But people really liked uh, Staley as a coach, and he was one of the favorites to win coach of the year going in, and they thought that he was going to be this McVay Jr. genius I didn't really see it. I get that he was aggressive all the time, but when they were scoring touchdowns in the final minute against the Chiefs and against the Browns, instead of just taking a damn knee and kicking the field goal at the end of the regulation, I had some question marks about Staley because I thought that his clock management was moronic. And yeah, he really has not looked that good ever since as a coach, but Herbert's very good. He's had some bad weeks. I'm taking Cincinnati though, because this defense since the bye week has been really, really good. They shut down the Raiders offensively. I know the Raiders aren't a great team, but offensively they're okay. Right. And they really just demolished Pittsburgh. Now, Pittsburgh stinks. I'm aware of that. But when you're up about 30 points at halftime, I think you're in a gear that you were in earlier in the year that you found a way to regain some of the mojo. I'm going to take the Bengals at home because this team looks like it's clicking once again. You're not worried about a letdown after the the big uh, win over their their nemesis there again. You can make an argument for a letdown spot, but the Chargers are a team that is a box of chocolates. So I'm not going to try to predict what I'm going to expect from the Chargers. I'm going to assume that they're going to struggle at times in this game, both offensively and defensively. And the main reason why the Chargers have struggled defensively most of the year, they can't stop the run. And I heard that Joe Mixon guy is really, really good. Yeah, that's that's absolutely true. This is a defense that's just been bleeding points over uh, the last month and a half or so this this Chargers defense which really should be their strong suit you know Justin Herbert's having a fine season it's not not off the charts defense Derwin James actually stayed healthy for the year and the defense is still struggling yeah yeah and I'm and they're not 
they're not putting the pressure on the quarterback that I thought they would. You know, um, Bosa's still fine, but they're they're not they're not that next level team. Well, they lost Ingram, of course, and they've been trying to do some type of hodgepodge thing to fix it. But without Ingram, you can tell the pass rush is significantly worse. Yeah, because they're just they're they're doubling up and putting extra attention on Bosa. I'm watching the Utah State game now, Scott, as I've got that first quarter play, and uh, they just they they couldn't they couldn't drive the ball at all. against San Diego State, so it's been a defensive struggle. So I forgot far. you have Utah State in that one or San Diego. State I got Utah State quarter. plus one and a half in the first quarter. Okay, so you might actually get there because San Diego State takes about thirty-eight seconds out of every play. Quarter. I'm aware. I'm aware. Um, Maybe I've got the I've got the Bengals here too, buddy. As far as the total goes, I cannot get involved. Invo- I can't get involved with an under the way the San Diego defense, or excuse me, the way the Chargers defense is is playing right now. Just I can't I can't do it and. Like you said, you've got the matchup of Mixon against the San Diego run defense. Gosh, drink. Every, good. Everybody good. everybody take good. a shot. Um, <laughs> Junior Seau is really helping out that Easy. Easy. Um, but yeah, I'm playing I'm playing the over there. I don't the Chargers can't stop anybody, and they're certainly not gonna be able to stop Mixon. I heard over. Ronnie Harrison's a pretty good safety for San Diego. Okay, just let it go. Just, Antonio Cromartie? Easy. No? Just, okay. just stop. Cool. Pittsburgh's on its way down. They they do it every year in December. They just lose. Well, last last year was off the charts disappointing, <laughs> culminating with the loss to uh, to Cleveland. There, that was that was something to behold. The meltdown of the Pittsburgh Steelers, who started ten and zero last year. Uh, is, I got to give Pittsburgh some props because I thought they would have fallen apart a lot sooner. <laughs> agreed, agreed. They weren't. We, we both hated this team. I will say so, they're you I mean, know they're where we thought they'd be. They're in last place in the North. However, they're not as bad yeah. as we thought they were going to be. We th- we thought they'd have yeah, three or four much. wins. But either way, for this game, I feel like a hypocrite because I just praise Cincinnati's defense and I'm taking the over. But I do think that Cincinnati should move the ball. And Herbert still has big playability. Eckler's still a menace. You still have Keenan Allen. Mike Williams has been quiet for the past month and change. But he has the ability to create a big 60-yard touchdown, something like that. I like the over. I think you'll see points. Eula Foster says, let's go, Baylor baby. Eula Foster got home with the Baylor Bears. Congratulations. If you had the money line there, if you had the spread, whatever you had, if you had the under. Uh, hey, that's another one of our deep three. We're two for two, uh, two, two, for two in, on the deep three, Scott. You know what that means, by the way? What's that? It means that if Georgia wins, congratulations to Notre Dame for making the college football playoff. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. And Cincinnati, and, and if Cincinnati, Michigan win, so if you get chalk the rest of the way, Notre Dame's going dancing. You don't think Cincinnati's in with a loss? <laughs> uh, no. I, I, the question is, Cincinnati going to stay in they uh, hate single the, digits? They hate that loss. team so That's the real much. Question. They hate that team so much. Oh God. Uh, any way that Alabama gets there with a loss today? They should not. If, if Alabama gets in with a loss, people should riot. Notre Dame goes instead of Alabama. I think they should. I, no, I, I hate Notre, Notre Dame goes instead you know of Notre Alabama. Dame, one of my least favorite programs in all of college football. They deserve to be the fourth team in if Bama loses. It, it's the way it is. I'm no, gonna be honest. Notre Dame goes instead of Alabama. Yeah. Okay. I think you're probably right. I think I think they realized the riot they would have on their hands if the they... truth is even if Oklahoma State won on that Sanders scramble at the end. I still would have kept them behind Notre Dame because what did you see in those 60 minutes that told you they deserve to be in the playoff? Uh, nothing. No. So nothing. They're not a top four team in the country. No. No, we've seen it before, though. We've seen Oklahoma. I, I don't think they spot. would have gotten in anyway. No, I agree. I agree. Um, 
Bonner is throwing scared. Well, he just probably because he's not that good. He uh, completed a uh, pretty good, pretty good pass right there, about thirty-five yards down the field. So touchdown, North Dakota State. Let's go Bison. Let's go the Bison. Let's go Bison. Let's go Bison. You you have to listen to that game and listen to the announcer say Bison. Let's go Bison. Let's get it done in the Fargo Dome. Let's go. Because I thought it was just the one announcer. The, the the always the guy that did that. Oh no, it's, it's a movement. And then I heard, and then I heard him do it on the basketball. I'm like, what the fuck? And I had to look it up. And yeah, it's a whole thing. It, it, yep. I'm not going to bore everybody. I've, I've already bored you enough. But Cal State Fullerton today says Nathan Cerna, CSUF. Nice. Um, I I cannot say I'm informed on that one, so I'm going to pass. Eula Foster says uh, like Houston team total under. I don't know if that's NBA, NFL. NCAA football, NCAA. Uh, it's not. It's not call. It's not. It's not college basketball because they beat Bryant by sixty-seven points yesterday. That's right. It's they did. Be- not the Cougars in basketball. Okay. Very good. Uh, Utah State plus one and a half is a winner. Uh, they score here. Did I, I look up and miss him. No, they got the ball back though. Yeah, I know they got the ball back. The point is that they they got the ball back. So. Well, neither one of these teams are doing shit on offense. So. I'm saying you got plus one and a half, so they got the I, ball back. I, so I understand, but I'm saying it can e- they could easily punt. Uh, before there's there's still two thirteen left is what I'm saying. But the point is, San Diego State takes up all the time on the clock. You know, it's not an official winner. I feel good not... about it. I feel good. Yeah, I'm okay. I'm yeah okay. I've cool. I've never lost a bet in this position. It's it's always gone exactly the way it was supposed. Yeah, because be. you don't take first quarter bets ever. I have to start more. Dolphins minus six at the Gigantes. Or the Gigantes come to town. No Daniel Jones to kick around anymore, Scott. Fuck that guy. You happy? I got the Dolphins defense in fantasy. I'm annoyed. I wanted Daniel Jones to play. Guy walks into three turnovers every game he plays. Uh, Glenn and I watched him preseason. He was okay, but that's preseason, so why are you surprised? He's been a mediocre backup his entire career. Not a very good starter. He's a 4A Dolphins guy. defense and playing well. Big neck. I believe that was the only thing he was known for on hard knocks. He has a very long neck, but... Besides that, I got to like the Dolphins here. I got I got to give Tua props. He's been good. I know that they haven't really played great competition lately, but Tua's done enough to get by, and I expect Glennon in his first appearance in several months to struggle because Miami's defense has looked a lot better lately. Give me the Dolphins. Yeah, I just I, – this Dolphins team – it's hard to pinpoint something they do well on the offensive side of the ball. They absolutely cannot run the football at all. And two has been better. And you have to, given the fact that that's really all they have as far as offense goes, and he hasn't, and he doesn't have a ton of weapons. So is that this offense functions at all is simply miraculous. They got two weapons. It's amazing. I think Waddles actually turned out. Waddles turned out to be pretty good. Okay. Well, and I know you're going to say Jaseki as well, and he's he's a he's a fi- he's a fine he's tight been quiet, end. Quiet, but he is a good tight end. But without uh, without Parker there, this is an offense yeah. that really really misses a big play receiver. Like you said, Waddle was coming into his own. I think I think there's a good chance he could be uh, wide receiver one on that team next yeah. season. But uh, as far as this game, I can't I cannot play. I think the Giants' defense is underrated, mm-hmm. but do I really want to back Mike Lennon here? I know backup quarterbacks have done pretty well this year, but I do not. So I'll take Miami. <sighs> yeah, I'm. Uh, I have to. I have to. I have to fade. I have to fade Glennon there. And even though they've tried to make that number unplayable, it's south of forty. I'm going to take the under 
39 and a half. See, Scott, there's 29 seconds left, and he just missed the field goal. San Diego State's going to get the ball at the fucking whatever, and I'm, I'm, I'm screwed. One play, it's over. We're going to run right down the field. One play. You need, you need to avoid, a, what is it, a 71-yard touchdown? Yep. Devastation. You know they're going to run the ball, and all I have to do is keep them from going the distance. Put nine guys in the end zone and see what happens. <laughs> That's, you know, they're probably not going to do that. I'm going to play. Do I'm playing either. the. I'm playing the under. You might actually be happy by the way they missed the field goal because you don't have to worry about a kickoff return. Also, yeah, good point. Good point. That is, man, that is glass half full right there, brother. Twenty nine yep. seconds. I know, brother. Twenty nine seconds. Here it is, and I know I'm probably behind everybody. All right. Oh, it's going to be a pass. Uh oh, it's a it's a sack. All right. Yep, it's over. So it turned out to be a running play. Call me the breeze, baby. I keep rolling yep. on down the road. You're gonna play the, over there. You can play the under. Oh, God. You getting in that car with me? 30, 39 and a half. Oh, God. Uh, I got to take the under. I, I, I can't. Get in, fucker. We're, play, we're playing the under. Decent, but I, I'm taking the under. All right. Give, give me the under 39 and a half because I'm expecting, if the Dolphins are going to cover, I'm the Giants score less than 14. So I'm going with the under. We say no It'll to be a sweat. You. It'll be a sweat, but I'm going to take the under. We say no to you, Mike Glennon. G Money likes Georgia first half. I like Georgia first half, second half, full game. Afterwards in the parking lot, hot dog eating contest at halftime. I got all of the dogs today. Okay. You? I like them to win the game. You like first half play better than second half? You think they start strong? Uh, you think they? You think they? You think they come out amped up, or you think Alabama's playing the disrespect card up into uh, into a frenzy today, and they and they start off uh, fast? I would stay away from the first half because Georgia occasionally has gotten off to slow starts where I do think Bama's going to try to punch them in the mouth. But over a 60-minute period, Georgia should eventually impose their will. Alabama first half team total uh, 10.5 is plus money. Over? I'm assuming he means over. Yeah, I assume so. I don't mind that. It, 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 are they going to are they going to get their guarantee not necessarily but plus money is kind of tempting in that spot what's what how many what's the most points Georgia's given up this year Scott uh not much 17 not much but they haven't played an offensive Bama's caliber so maybe they'll look a little bit worse play Mississippi no they didn't play Mississippi this year they didn't play Mississippi no yeah I was gonna say no, they Bama did, did but... yeah Bama played Mississippi um, all right. It's uh the Raiders going up against the Washington football team as they travel to the city that never sleeps. Raiders. Raiders are the favorite here, Scott. One and a half points, forty-eight and a half is the number. This football team doesn't traditionally play uh very well on the road. Do you think they get it turned around in Vegas, baby? Well, I think Washington's the better team. But I do think that the Raiders are favored because of the rest advantage, which is huge. You have a Thursday Thanksgiving game compared to a Monday night game. So I do think that the rest advantage is pretty just jarring in this spot. I think that'll help the Raiders. But I really like what I've seen from this Washington team the last couple of weeks. I know that Seattle stinks and they barely won the game on the scoreboard. But they had no kicker. They would have kicked a field goal to go up two possessions. That game turned into a circus late anyway. But... I still don't think the Raiders are very good. I'm going to take Washington, even though I just laid out the perfect case to take the Raiders with the rest advantage. I'm going to trust my gut, and I'm going to fade the Raiders. By the way, uh, as far as that Alabama 10.5 first half over, I want no part of that. I want no part of – I'm not taking an, it. I like Georgia to win the game. I want but, no part of a, fa a faded Alabama uh, offense 
Uh, I just, I think, and maybe we're wrong, Scott. Maybe it's one of those games where, you know, if Georgia didn't play anybody, that defense, they got there and they give up 27 points to Alabama. But I just don't think so. I just don't think that's what's going to happen. I think this defense is really, really good. Um, I've, I'm going to fade you here, buddy. I've got the, the rest advantage for me is just too much to overcome. Plus, it's a Raiders team uh, that went into Dallas and was able to get away with the win there. I know it's kind of what AFC West teams have done in Dallas this year. They've been embarrassed by two dreadful teams in the Broncos and Raiders. But as far as the uh, extra four days of rest, three days of rest, it's huge, which is why I brought it up. But yep. I was going to make a case for the Raiders. I've kind of been fading the Raiders all year. I'm going to stick with my gut here. Yeah, Washington hasn't been traditionally good on the on the road this year, but they were last time out as they as they took care of business against um, Cam Mania there in Charlotte as they as they beat the Carolina Panthers. So you know maybe their road fortunes are turning around. Having said that, I'm I'm taking the Raiders here, man. I like the over. Uh, I think you have to play the over. I just. I don't. This Raiders can't de- take an under with the Raiders. This Raiders defense is still not good at all, at all. Um, all right, and it's, it's it's Jones' time to shine as we talk about the Pittsburgh Steelers as they host the dreaded Ravens coming to town. Ravens, another road favorite, four and a half points. At least it's not a touchdown. Uh, Steelers forty-four is. The hard-working man's total right there with the Steel crew. Scott, what does this Pittsburgh team do well? Uh, run clock. Is that, is that fair? Uh, yeah. I mean, they have they have perfect attendance so far. They've shown up to every game. They are they are a straight up five and five on the season, four and seven against the number. So they've underperformed as far as betters go and I have to like Baltimore here and it's, it's a spot where we both think the Steelers are not a good football team and Baltimore might have struggled offensively because Lamar threw a bunch of interceptions against Cleveland but they won the game they're currently the one seed in the AFC do you really want to step with Ben Roethlisberger here because we saw what happened last week we saw how his arm looked like it kind of fell off last year when we got to December I don't know how many miles he's got left on the arm, but he might need to change the oil or something because his arm looks broken. I'm going with Baltimore. I think they're the better coach team. I think they're the more talented team. They have the significantly better quarterback. I don't like Pittsburgh at all. That's a, that's one of those situations where your car starts puff, pulling a little bit and you hear a noise. Like, I better get that tire checked. And and you go in, like, you got a nail in here or something? And, and like, no, the, the, the tread is splitting apart. We can mm-hmm. see the steel... Uh, coming through there. That's what Ben is right now, Scott. He's trying to add some duct tape on it or something. Right. Some gorilla glue trying to fix the thing. He's that t- he's he's that tire that it's December. You're like, can we do something with him? Can we well y- you I'm know just imagining the six million dollar man just limping onto the football field trying to throw a ball. That's yeah, my impression of Ben Roethlisberger at this point. You know, you could you could put some tape on his shoulder, but if you if you look real close, you can you can see the muscles through his skin. I'm like, okay, well. So anyway, yeah, we say all that to he's say. He's got like a bending straw for an arm. He's got like a garbage can for like the torch. Like it's the million dollar, it's the six million dollar man. That's just Big Ben right now. Uh, Nathan Cernus has uh, got an NFL parlay: uh, Colts, Vikings, Bengals. Um, I believe. Are you talking about spread or money line? I'm assuming you mean money line. Yeah, I think I think he's talking. If it's if it's money line, 
then I'm all about it. If it if it's spread, you and I differed on the on the on the Vikings and Lions. So yeah, but I do think for a, a money line pick, Cincinnati might be a bit tricky because I do think that game will be close. But I think they should win the game. I don't mind those. Yeah, yeah, it's cool, and you and it, it helps. You're you're you got to pick one of them kind of in that range to sweeten the pot yeah. a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, does Houston cover ten and a half? We have both. I'm, take, I'm saying no. We have both declared the Texans are dead to us this week. Um, they let me down last week against the dreadful Jets team. I think the Colts are getting better and better. They didn't get the win against Tampa, but it was they played a very good game. We both like the Colts there. So, yeah, that's what we say, Jay. Um, Ravens four and a half. You got the Ravens, Scott. I again, I. Don't find much to like about this Pittsburgh team. What I am surprised about this Pittsburgh team is how bad they've been against the run. You know, if I, I'm I'm going to get away from <laughs> now. They face Baltimore. That's that's not good. That's what I'm saying. I, I don't. Not I'm not going to. I don't want to roast their offense. I mean, that's certainly piling on at this point. But I will. I will roast their run defense, and it hasn't been good at all. Now they've been able to stop the pass a little bit. Whoop did he do? Maybe that'll help you next week. But unfortunately, you got the Ravens coming to town. This week, and I think that's going to be a problem. I've got to play the Ravens there as well. Uh, as far as the total goes, well, it's a good question because these teams have tended to play uh, lower scoring games. Although I would, I wouldn't be surprised to see Ravens break through here and uh, pile on some points. But I'm going to go ahead. I'm playing the under. I kind of have to. Baltimore's defense has been so good lately. I'm not sure if Pittsburgh's going to score more than 13 points in this game. I just think I just think the uh, the pace of this game is teams are are going to uh, both try to shorten shorten the game and run the football. Um, Steelers may not have much success doing it, but that you know in his heart that's what Tomlin wants to do every single game. Baltimore should realistically have 200 plus rushing yards by the end of this game. Ron Rivera, R. Rivera, I always want to say Ron Rivera, R. Rivera, nine eleven says I live bet the Panthers in overtime and got the win. Very nice. That's that's a sweet, sweet game. That's a, that's a beautiful thing. Uh, Eula Foster says Lamar to score plus one twelve. A big fan of that. I think that's it's weird. They haven't really used them enough on the goal line. It's like they forgot that they have him on the goal line. <laughs> like give it to Lamar and let him do it. Right. Does. Yep. Um. All right. So. You playing the under there as well? Uh, yes. All right. So we're both on the Ravens and the under there. Jags and Rams. The only surprise in this game is it's not the Rams on the road. Jaguars. It seems like it seems like they're at home every week for some reason. It's just one of those teams where wherever you see their highlights, it's like, oh, the Jags are at home. Rams laying 13, buddy. 48 is the number. This Jacksonville team has been really, really awful, except... When they haven't been, they've they've stepped up at a couple of weird times. Is this one of those weird times where they give the Rams um, a surprisingly competitive game? It's a perfect bounce back spot for the Rams, who really need a win. They've been playing terrible football for the last couple of weeks. Jaguars are not very good. We know that. I was really into the Rams earlier in the week, and now I'm kind of reconsidering it. But, uh, you know what? I've been taking a bunch of huge favorites give me the jaguars i i just have a hard time laying that many points when stafford's throwing a pick six every week okay yeah and, and a couple yeah the, a couple of those were just awful awful passes the jaguars yep. have not been 
as bad on the road. They're they're two and two against the number, and they're in their four in their four road games. And the last time they caught big points, they caught ten and a half at Indy. They covered that. They covered that number. They ended up losing by six. I hate to do it, but I I can't help myself. Uh, I'm taking I'm taking the Jags there, buddy. Yeah, I, I was I was thinking Rams earlier because of the bounce back, but realistically, I don't want to lay that many points with Stafford at this point. Okay, as far as a as far as a total goes, I think this I think this is a, a Jacksonville defense that's definitely going to give up some points. They're going to have to they're going to have to be able to score to to get there and get the cover. So in a, in a semi correlated situation, I'll take the Jags and the over. Uh I'm actually going to go with the under. I think the Jaguars are going to show up defensively a bit more than people think. And the Rams defense is good. Lawrence can't move the ball. So I think you'll see a low scoring game. Yeah, you could see that Jags defense that showed up against Buffalo. That's that's entirely possible. And it, it could it could certainly go under. I just see a, a little different scenario. And the last game on the board, remember we did the Sunday night game earlier in its usual rotation order. So this is going to be America's game of the week, I guess. Right, Scott? This, the, uh, something like the that. Fox game. It's the 49ers as they travel to the great Northwest to take on the Seattle Seahawks. This is the biggest trap line on the board, right? Mm. Or at least it looks that way. It really does. It it really does. It, it seems like what they're telling you, the, the, the narrative they're writing, Scott, is it's, it's over for Seattle and San Francisco has figured it out and they're now going to roll in court, including going up there and winning on the road. You buying it? You buying that narrative? I'm going to fall for the trap. I think Seattle sucks. Uh, there's nothing to like about this team. The defense looked okay last week, but has really struggled. We saw them really struggle against uh, Colt McCoy a couple weeks ago, which was not ideal. Right. Meanwhile, the 49ers can run the ball well. They're doing well uh, in general. The defense has looked better. I have a really hard time liking Seattle, mostly because of the fact that Russell Wilson looks like he shouldn't be there. It really looks like he came back maybe a month too early, and they're just throwing him out there, and I don't see how I'm supposed to expect Russell Wilson to not only look like an average quarterback, but to look like a top-five quarterback again. And I don't see that jump happening based on what I've seen for the last three weeks. So I expect Wilson to struggle. I think that Mitchell and company should run the ball well for San Francisco. I like the Niners because they're rolling in Seattle. We talk about what Pittsburgh does well or what they don't do well. What does Seattle do well? They can't run the ball. They can't throw the ball. They're not really good at stopping the run. They occasionally can't stop the pass. What do I like about this team? Right. Because with without Carson and even with Carson, they're a team that you know you really couldn't count on them to to run the foot to run the football on a consistent basis but with Russ playing I mean he's playing some bad football right now there's I don't think and I'm sure the official narrative is a conversation where maybe Geno Smith should be playing that's how bad you've been playing uh somebody asked about how the Grizz went from plus seven to minus one I got Uh, an answer yeah I do too uh, everybody's out for for Dallas, and anybody that matters is is out. Przingis is out. Oh, not, my not. answer was that I gave out the Grizzlies plus six and a half as my play of the day. Oh, well, so I moved the line by myself. You're going to love that because Doncic is is out. I took it because I thought Porzingis was going to be out. Oh, he's so. out. He's sure. out. He's I'll, he's out. I, so. Oh, that doesn't surprise me. That's why I took it. And so is Collie Stein. Oh. So there, it's a punt, dude. It's a it's a, that's a fantastic play. I still like the Grizzlies at minus one. To be honest, with yeah, you. I think that's a total. I think that's a total punt for Dallas right there. 
I absolutely do. Seems like it. All right. Uh, okay. So great show, says AJS. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. Good to have you here as well. And I've got, I've got, I've got to play this. I just seen, I've seen nothing to like about this Seattle team. Now they are coming back home. It, it you know, Does that it even matter. It hasn't this Didn't year. They lose at home to Colt McCoy. I was going to say it hasn't mattered this year, but you know, I'm, I'm living in the past. I'm Jethro Tull here, Scott. I'm, I'm living in the past because the narratives from the previous seasons, there's a couple of them. The Chiefs are one of them. The Seahawks are another one. These teams are not invincible. They're not fantastic at home. Uh, Santa Claus isn't real, and the Easter Bunny's not coming in three months, dude. Um, it's just fuck until they show me something, until Russell Wilson shows me that this isn't true, that that thumb isn't still bothering him. I got to fade him. I got to fade him, and I'm going to play the I'm gonna play the under because the Seahawks' defense uh, has been a pretty bend-but-don't-break unit in spite of uh, the holes their offense is leaving them in. They've been able to, to limit the damage. I'll take the under there as far as the points go. So you mentioned Jethro Tull. Are we sure that Russell Wilson would be better at quarterback than Ian Anderson at this point? <laughs> I don't know. Is Ian Anderson mobile? Either uh, e- I have no idea. You can ask him. I'll do it. I'll get right on that. Cool. What do you got? You got what do you got for a total? I'm going with the under okay. because Seattle can't move the ball. The Niners like to run the ball. And I do think that they'll try to play clock. Do, do I really want to take an over with Jimmy Garoppolo and no Debo Samuel in the lineup? Of course not. I'm taking the under. Yep. I'm with you. Uh, R. Rivera said he just put, put his bet down on Grizzlies minus one. Yeah. Jolly Rogers says Santa Claus is real. Real Santa Claus, real Jolly Roger. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, then there's just one thing left to do, Scott. You know what it is, right? It's our best plays. Get ready for our 5,000-star whale play. Fade the public sharks. One million unit lock of the century. There it is. There it is. Who is it this week? I believe it is me. I think. I believe that is correct. I don't even know. I think it's me. Okay. Loser's walk, my friend. Thank you. So, I'm going to look at one game taking place in the AFC North between the Ravens and the Steelers, and I'm going to be looking at a team total on this one, and I am looking at Pittsburgh for this matchup, and I like the under 20 points at minus 116 on FanDuel. Couple reasons why I like the under in this spot, mainly because Pittsburgh's offense isn't very good with Big Ben. But you're looking at Baltimore's defense. They've been unbelievable for about the last month. To go through the results here, uh, they gave up 22 to the Dolphins, but you had a pick six in there. So they really gave up about 16 or less. They gave out they gave up 13 to the Bears, gave up 10 to the Browns. The defense has been great. And you're looking at Pittsburgh's offense. They barely scored against Cincinnati last week. They had a garbage time touchdown to bring them to 10, but they really had three the entire game. They scored 16 against the Lions the, uh, two weeks prior. Yes, it did well against the Chargers, uh, kind of an interesting situation in a dome. But I do think that outside in Heinz Field, we know that these teams tend to play pretty low-scoring physical games. Baltimore should run the ball at will. I think they'll eat a bunch of clock. 20 for a team total. Sure, I'm not sure the Steelers scored two touchdowns. Give me the team total under. 20 at minus 116. All right, buddy. What do you think of that one? I think that's I think that's a fine play right there. I think that seems a, a little too high. It does. It does indeed. I've got you down for uh 
Pitts, uh, Pittsburgh under team total under 20. Very good. All right. Scott, I'm going to go with a under my own bad self. I'm going to take it in uh, the full game form. And I'm looking at the New York Giants and the Miami Dolphins under 39 and a half. We talked about it uh, a little bit briefly, but both of these teams, I would call them offensively challenged, Scott. Would that uh, be, one way to put would it. Would that be a fair assessment? Are they, uh, it's, yeah, that's fair. This Miami team, they just really don't do a lot well on offense. They will grind it down there and, and hope to generate some turnovers. They do. They are very opportunistic defense as far as that goes. But the Giants, we mentioned it, Daniel Jones, he's a no-go for this one. It's going to be Mike Glennon. Uh, they're going to be without Sterling Shepard, it looks like. So they're going to be limited as far as the options go. I think they're going to obviously want to run the ball and run the ball and run the ball some more. Miami, for their part, they uh, they do play decent rush defense. They're not uh, they're not terrible against the run, and I look for limited success by both of these offenses. I think this team stretches out with a lot of runs and not many drop passes. Give me the under thirty nine and a half. Yeah, I have a hard time arguing with that. All right, fair enough. All right, guys, that is going to do it as, uh, as this show comes to an end. We do thank everybody for stopping by. Nathan Cerner says Seahawks on the money line. It could happen. It could absolutely happen. If, if, if you want to try to look at the trap line and capitalize on it, you can, but Scott and I dove in with the trap and all. Yep, we're, we're probably wake up Monday morning with our foot in the bear trap, but it's it's very possible. If if Russell Wilson gets well, if that, if that thumb heals then that could absolutely happen because he still has great weapons in Lockett and Metcalf, and they still have the ability to move the football if he is right. So, mm. um, But the weird thing, the uh, not being able to get the ball to Metcalf last week, that was that was bizarre, and that was also troubling. So, yeah. All right, very good. Guys, thanks very much for stopping by. We do appreciate it. We do this six days a week, 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central. So join us on Monday. Tomorrow, you just have to spend time watching all your winners come in and cashing those tickets. You guys, uh, take care. Have a good one. And, uh, yeah, to you too, buddy. Good luck on all your plays this weekend. And we'll uh, see you guys a little bit later. Take care, everybody.